Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rents, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So the buses over here have been emblazoned with the Tolkien movie, which came out mm. last Friday. I have to tell you something. I already saw it. Oh, really? I did. I did. And I have to tell you something else. It's not worth you seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably go to the Bodland to see the Tolkien exhibit before I go see that movie. I would strongly suggest that. Strongly suggest that. I think, I think, and this is my hot take for anyone out there who has seen the movie, that I've zeroed in on the problem, which is the soundtrack is terrible. Oh, really? The I music, am surprised by that. The music in it is awful. What's the music? Extremely spare piano. Mm, not even like Westworld piano intro? Nope. No, it's just like Lame. sustained piano chords, like, oh. And then once once you realize that, and the glasses shattered, then you realize that everything else is extremely campy in the movie as well, <laughs> or like <laughs> that, <laughs> like some things are really forced. Like, okay, well, that's fine. It, I mean, would I watch it on video? Yes. Would I go to a theater to see it? I mean, I did, but I shouldn't have. Well, I mean, hey, I don't, I don't blame you for trying to figure out more about your surroundings. Uh, all right. Speaking of British people, speaking of ahead. British people, one new one. There are, <laughs> you know, you read about the betting markets predicting things in the UK, and what you don't realize is that there are betting agents everywhere so that explains why the markets could actually be a, a reasonable mm -hmm. predictor i mean it seems like everybody is out there betting on random and small stuff yeah random and small stuff i mean yeah obviously it's mostly powered by sports i really wish the twins had cracked the 8.5 over under yesterday but oh, that's fine uh but the royal baby is out there betting do you have any interest in the betting market. I mean, it feels like it's staring you in the face. Like, why aren't they using this name more often? Arthur. It is down there. I mean, it's a it's a top one. Is there some sort of unwritten rule? Like, everyone in, like, Buckingham Palace is like, remember, don't use Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I mean, there's, like, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of That'd pressure. That'd be it, though. A lot of pressure associated with that name, I think. You think so? I think it's think it's a big one. Think it's a biggie. Call, you think it's a big one? <laughs> just call him Artie and get over, it. and then you just realize that he's different. All right, this week on the pod, we are going to talk about ownership rent numbers, and what we're going to do specifically is look at guys that are median owned, try and figure out whether they are going up or whether they are going down. 
here we go. All right, let me let me frame this problem that I think is actually a multi-week problem. I think we're far enough into the season, you can disagree with me, but I think we're far enough into the season that it's time to make big changes to your team if things are just obviously not going right. If Yeah, if you're below 500 and have had some really bad weeks recently, then it's time to... It's time to say, uh, let's get this team on the operating table and <laughs> whip out a scalpel. So to me, that means one of two things. You can either go for a trade, which I think we can start thinking about firing up the trade machine next week. But in some leagues, potentially those that don't have trades, it means finding those diamonds in the rough, those guys that are that are going, you're going to be able to juice the orange. Yeah, TGFBI, uh, no trades, so yep. you're just going to have to play with a waiver wire. Yep, so here we go. So that's sort of the, the motivating thing here. What I think we want to do is help build a model or build a model that helps us determine the quote-unquote price of guys, both in an auction sense, like how much you would want to pick them up for, but also mm -hmm. is their stock going up or down? And I think you mm -hmm. could actually shoehorn this into some of the trade conversation in the future. Good place to start. All right. I plotted here the owned fraction versus the rank-ordered players, and I'm curious what, for all of TGFBI, and I'm curious what you think about this. This is the fractional, this is the, the fraction of the leagues, of the TGFBI leagues that each player is owned in. I mean, this, this looks like the ownership curve that we've seen a little bit, except for the one unique thing is that we have a huge plateau out to two, you know, just two forty ish of one hundred percent owned. That is stunning. That like two hundred and forty guys in this, uh, actually almost two hundred and eighty guys are owned in every in all of the leagues. Well, but here's the thing. I mean, you look at. I mean, ownership is ridiculous because player people are fickle and. If you have enough leagues, that ends up showing up. And as we've talked about, there's like um, Steven Strasberg is like 99.9999 repeating percent owned for whatever, you know, <laughs> met only league out there that's like, no, we're not going to do it. I'm not going to own them, you know. And I imagine that's true of like Red Sox and Yankees players, but, you know, where it's just like, yeah, not going to get to 100% just because right. teams are going to be like, yeah, Mookie Betts. In TGFBI, you know, we just said that out to 280, the guys are 100% are owned. Uh, then it sort of falls off um, pretty slowly, and the 50% owned mark is out around 450. So what I thought, what I identified was the guys that are between 33% and 66% owned, which gives you, uh, what, how many guys did I send you? Is this 50 guys? So, but it starts at number four. 10 or 420 so we're looking at you know in a, a ranking sense a cold ranking sense maybe guys 420 to 470 so we're going pretty deep here this is pretty deep yeah no these are these are fringe <laughs> that said i'm curious i mean be honest how many of these guys had you not heard of um one every I'd probably say 30% of them I hadn't heard about. Yeah, I think that's Eric a, Swanson. I know no clue who that guy is, but yeah, I think so that's a solid FBI number. I mean, Mike yeah. Talkman, Grayson Griner. Right. 
<laughs> Johan Camargo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's so funny about these yep. things is like if we were to like listen back to these and like we could go through and be like, who the heck is this guy? And then at the end of the season, it'll be like, oh yeah. Well, oh yeah, I know he made a name for himself. But you year. you just made a perfect a perfect point, which was it's it's worth looking at. It's worth looking way down the ownership as just a sanity check of like what do I know about this guy way down here? Like, am I missing a diamond in the rough just because, you know, they somehow didn't, you know, because I'm not religiously watching whatever team Grayson Griner is on that I have no clue what team it is. Yeah. But somebody is, you know, like our our home league's Mariners fan, like I would trust him to value, <laughs> to like, you know, he'll introduce me to every Mariner at some point during the year. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Same thing on the Mets as we have <laughs> three Mets owners. Right. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm going to learn about them at some point. Uh, <laughs> so other interesting things that I noticed from this, just, you know, top level, it's a lot of pitchers. It is heavily weighted towards pitchers, not hitters. Hitters seem to be more uniform in people's opinions of them. And because when a guy goes from being 5% owned, he'll go from 5% owned to like 40% owned. In, the, in like a blink of an eye whereas and the pitcher side like I've got this I have Zach Britton he's one of the people that you, you sent over to me and everyone there's still probably like a quarter of the leagues someone's looking at my team and is like oh Zach Britton I got it <laughs> and then three quarters are like what the fuck yeah why do you own him no I think I think that's that's totally valid. Um, and Zach Britton is a different sort of guy. Like he's somebody that we, that we've all developed our own opinions of <laughs> over yeah. time, as opposed to like, you know, Oh, I just don't know who this is, but that doesn't mean that Zach Britton can't be a diamond in the rough in this, in this pickup sense. Could be, could be Let's he hope can so. take the job. Who knows? Especially with, uh, he's got one save, right? <laughs> That, well, <laughs> so so this is our basis. This is the uh, the the universe of players that I thought we'd draw from to to frame our discussion here, and start to try and figure out whether we think these guys are going up and down. So we'll get to what I think is possibly the most interesting part of this discussion, which is we have this enormous ownership data set that you've been curating over the course uh-huh. of over the course of a year. Um, year, and so yep. part of the question is eventually we'd love to, we'd love to use that, uh, use some algorithm to apply to that. In the meantime, what could we, what can we correlate it with? And I thought we'd, you know, play all our greatest hits on this pod and, uh, bring on growth charts. I love it. I like it. Sorry again, but we have a couple audio problems at the end of the recording. In the meantime, here's us being a little bit too prescient about this when we got on recording today. You know, I just... We have not had a major snafu, and... I don't know. Why? No, I I understand, like, yeah, obviously, but I just, I still can't believe that we, we haven't. Okay. I agree. Someday we will. Which one of these do you want to spend more time on? You want to spend more time on the batting side or the pitching side? 
and we'll just whip through the other one. Let's uh, pitching side. I think is more valuable in this. Okay. As we just mentioned. Yeah. So the batting side is more fixed. Um, I sent you growth charts for uh, 14 guys here. I think my hunch on this is that basically, if you see any sort of upturn in any of these, that their ownership is going to go up. That their ownership is is generally going to go up from this point. So, just a good example. Off the top of my head here, I'd say Mike Talkman. <laughs> I mean, he's Mike Talkman. Yeah. Uh, is no. that how we pronounce it? I am laughing because I have no idea if that's how we pronounce no it. Is. Um, somebody who somebody who might actually be, I would actually say, is probably going to be the most impactful person on this list. Could be Luis Urias, and I wish I'd put him on my. Uh, I wish I'd put mm-hmm. him on my breakout candidates for this year. <laughs> Uh-huh. So he he's played in ten games. He's just starting to accumulate as of you know as of this recording. He's just starting to accumulate um, good stats on here. Uh, we're talking extreme small numbers, but the thing that I'm mostly looking for is are they getting regular playing time? And he seems to be getting All that. Right. That is huge in this category. Is are they getting regular playing time? Like you've got AJ Pollock in here, but it's like. I mean, he's in a category by himself. Well, he's on the way down, too. We already know he's on the way down. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but what about somebody like I put in the growth curve here? So another guy that falls into this category is Hunter Pence. Yeah, I don't want to own Hunter Pence. I don't want to. I mean, I can see him being useful on, on several teams. So he's he's not playing every day, so we'd have to figure out a little bit of the uh, the platooning, I think, to get to get any value out of this yeah we need to figure out the platooning algorithm all right on the pitching side here um i think it's actually i think the pitching side is actually a little bit simpler in terms of making predictions for whether guys are going up and down now there are a lot of guys on this list but i would say this is my rough prediction if you look at the growth chart and their strikeouts are larger than their innings pitched, so their K per nine is nine or higher, that they're going to be headed up. All right. So that puts some good good guys on here. Uh, you're, you're sending some stuff, I think. But, oh, man, you immediately disproved my theory, though, because jo- uh, <laughs> Josh James is going down. Right. Despite getting, yeah. despite getting like a ton of, of strikeouts. Are. Yeah, well, he's not defining the role that I think people wanted him to. It is so interesting. I mean, it was you know that was a good statement by you that most of these guys are going down. I wonder if we just kind of fell into the uh, the purgatory area by picking thirty three to sixty six of just like all guys going down. Yeah. Although we kind of talked about this last year in the sense that. Um, I mean, this is the expert league, though, so you got to assume that some of these some of these guys are going to be a little bit more owned than that. Maybe our this might be okay. purgatory better for like vox populi than for experts. Vox populi amongst experts, and such a freaking um, shallow leagues. Sure, I I think another part of this that's important is that. Uh, we, we talked sort of about what the characteristic curve of ownership looks like, which was a really fast rise and then a really slow decline. Mm-hmm. And so maybe maybe we're just seeing 
maybe we're just seeing the sort of the integral there where most like it'll be hard very few of the guys are going to be in this range because they're either going to be owned zero percent or they're going to be owned 90 percent if they're going up but you'll catch them on the way back down because they'll slowly pass through this regime it's gonna yeah it's gonna be slower to get down to this point i i would i would say that's correct I'm also noticing that most of these guys are in in the CBS ownership in the the 20% range. So that suggests that that actually might give us a little bit of a calibration for uh, for comparing TGFBI to sort of all CBS levels. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of what we need, right? Yeah. Um, because me just picking up Zach Britton ends up increasing his ownership substantially. Yeah, How many three, leagues are there? 30? Three, it's 3% every time you add. Yeah. Every league that he's added in. So, I mean... Right, exactly. So, so then that's... So you're talking about... Nothing. You're talking here about the guys that are owned in 10 leagues, between 10 and 20 leagues in TGFBI, right? So yeah. they're they're all owned in at least 10 leagues, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, is there anybody on this list that, that you're interested in? Anybody that you think is going up? I mean, we've sort of talked about a few of them. Geez, no. <laughs> I mean, none of these guys like really stuck out to me. One thing that I thought was funny, uh, which is a weakness of my tool, is that it sort of breaks with um, guys who change ownership. And that's sort of funny that there's been a lot of these people have changed ownership <laughs> pretty, pretty regularly. Um, no. No one really sticks out in this group that you gave me. Um, Jung Ho, and a lot of times when I'm like, when I was like, ooh, the name kind of sounded interesting because I had heard some buzz about um, Kang, yeah, and and then it's like, oh, well, look at that, <laughs> something has happened since then because, <laughs> and uh, you know, but this is helpful in just being able to know the names that are out there. John Means, who's Reyes Moranta? I don't know. I don't know anything about him. You know, I mean, most of this is like. Wow, I do not like this. this yeah, but Reyes Maranta, Reyes Maranta has has a killer K to nine ratio. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, maybe he'll be someone. He's walking a ton of guys too. He's walking almost a guy in inning. <laughs> you don't think that's good? Uh, something something tells me. Ooh, that's not great. Um, oof, Brett Anderson. That's a fun one. As usual, he's in the usual Brett Anderson spot. They're. I mean. <laughs> he's faced, I think, the most batters of anyone in this list because the the gray dashed line on here is total batters faced. So, yeah. but but you know what he doesn't have is the highest number of innings pitched on this list. <laughs> 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 so Again, that's not good. Not something that you want. <laughs> that's so that is asked. just not where you want to be. I I think. I do think there are guys that are worth look, taking a look at and watching on this list. I mean, Joe Jimenez. Yeah. Don't don't you own him? Oh yeah, I own him in <laughs> several leagues. So I think I I don't think it's like just straight picking through trash to look at these. No, no. But it's gonna be. I, I think that we went into this with a hypothesis, and that we were gonna be able to use this to find interesting players on the way up. Yeah. And we have instead found interesting players on the way down were clear to see and that I guess we have to then sort, you know, separate those out and then look at the rest that are left. So a little bit more two steps. And then also I think it's clear that um, 
I do think that looking at ownership in TGFBI is is helpful, but um, maybe we need to look at this next level up. I agree. What yep. was this? It was uh, 66 to what percent? 33 to 66. So I think you could do 66 to 85. But, yeah. but the problem is, I mean, I was right. So the reason just the reason that I picked this was because I wanted guys that are probably actually available. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that those are going to be players that are available. And that's what we're finding here, right? Is like most of these apparently 66% owned in TGFBI is equivalent of 20% owned in CBS. <laughs> right, right. All right. I think that about brings us to the review session. Juan Soto. Yes, congratulations for picking somebody who went directly to the IL. Are you kidding? I mean, I can't <laughs> believe that. He had just had a great game. We ended up both watching the same game because <laughs> uh, I guess this is the game we're going to watch. Which wasn't, it was four, yeah, 428 wasn't yep. even in, it already happened when, when I announced it. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean. That was a fun game to watch. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good game. He was good. He is on the IL currently, but 2019, he's played in 28 games, 105 at-bats. He's got 26 hits, 16 runs, 22 RBIs, and a 248 average. Three stolen bases. One of which we saw. Yep. Um, all kind of, well, all not as good as last year. I guess the runs is slightly, he's on pace for slightly better, but that's going to be com- down once he misses these games. He's got to fix his average. He's 40 points. He's 40 points under what? the what fangraphs projected him for this year the projected yeah. i mean that's that's a problem he looks like he looks like a healthy guy you know he does he looks solid <laughs> he looks solid i loved your of your 6 to 185 there's no way and i completely agree there's no way the way he moves you know who's you know who's 6 to 185 that's what like byron buxton looks like oh, right right exactly yeah <laughs> Right, exactly. He is not. Uh, he is not a wiry fellow by any stretch of the imagination. No. Uh, he is also twenty, as you pointed out. I don't. It's. I saw it and I was like, nineteen eighty-eight. Wow, it's a young guy. And then I was like, oh, ninety-eight. Holy <laughs> moly! And uh, I think I saw it right off the bat. Literally, the first, the first inning. The way he just caught that fly ball, I was like, oh, he's just, he plays with ease and coolness, as you said. Uh, he he definitely does. There's something, um, like, Dever, if you watch Devers out there, it's, like, <laughs> way too nonchalant. Yes. Or Miguel Sano, it's, like, way too nonchalant, like, I'm really cool. Yeah. But Soto has just the right level of effort and ability to make it look effortless yeah. <laughs> that, that yep. goes well. Yes. Man, if I was if I was twelve years old and was growing up in the DC metro, I, he might be a poster that I'd have on my wall. Oh, he Juan Soto. He, he's a good player. He, he is a good player. He is. Yeah. Well, let's hope he comes back. This is exactly what, this is exactly why I believe in the sophomore slump, though. Why I just automatically discredit players because it is hard to play every day. It is hard to play every day. So you, I mean, a career progression is your first year, you're using up all of the, you know, 
energy that you had accumulated over the past 18 years. <laughs> and then and then you have to face that grind the next year and it's can I get to 160 games? Yep. And for someone like um why am I blanking about the old uh played in Atlanta, St. Louis Cubs Hayward. Hayward. You have the Hayward problem of sometimes first year is the best year just because he can't ever really, he never, I, I don't know, he just can't, never really got back to that. And But most time it's usually a blip back and then, you know, charge forward. They've got players all around him, good players. So it's, I mean, I kind of like that team. Speaking of which, I watch a lot of Nats games, it feels like, over the last couple of years. And so I sort of know these announcers now at this point. And they are so stereotypical, the uh, the color guy and and just how much of a homer he is, aging ball player. And, and then you have the play-by-play guy who is just, like, just out of the book. Perfect. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> There's something very comforting about knowing, like the the whole shtick that you're gonna get. Uh, all right. Well, uh, who are we doing this week? Jeff McNeil. Okay. Well, cool. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools. Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too.